Welcome to Real Estate Pro Tips and Strategies. The theme is how to buy a home or sell a home in a changing real estate market. Hi, my name is Pete Sabine and I'm here with my team partner, Leslie Whitney. We are real estate professionals with Compass and the five-star real estate team here in the San Francisco Bay Area. We want to share with you our real estate expertise to give you a competitive edge and provide insight with useful information so you can make an informed decision for your next home purchase. Leslie and I break down the most important aspects of real estate. Future podcasts will reveal how to navigate as a home buyer or seller. Let's begin our podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of Real Estate Pro Tips and Strategies. The topic today is, are real estate brokerage fees too high? Most real estate brokers are independent contractors employed by the broker and compensated for their services with sales commissions. Real estate listing brokers typically collect five to 6% on the sale price of the home and then share these commissions with the selling broker representing the buyer. These commissions represent one of the most expensive products purchased by consumers. In the US, home sellers pay an estimated 100 billion annually in commissions. Consumer reports found that most people do not understand how real estate sales commissions work because brokers don't do a good enough job explaining it to them. So Pete, why is a realtor compensated with a commission instead of a salary or wage? Well, Leslie, most realtors are employed by their broker as an independent contractor. Independent contractors are not characterized as employees under IRS and state requirements for withholding for income taxes. Realtors receive a 1099 for tax reporting, and they're responsible for paying their own income taxes through quarterly estimated tax payments each year. The broker benefits by reducing their overhead avoiding the requirement of payroll taxes, unemployment contributions, workman's comp insurance, plus benefits including health care insurance and 401k retirement contributions. And what is the structure of a conventional brokerage commission? Well, let's identify the parties involved in a real estate transaction. There's the listing broker who represents the seller. Then there's the selling broker who represents the buyer. And by law, all commissions are negotiable between the broker and their client. The commission rate is set by the broker and agreed to by the client. Local, mark, local real estate market conditions affect competitive commission rates. Commission rates tend to be lower in a hot seller's market where there's limited supply of housing and high demand. Commission rates tend to be lower in a soft buyer's market where there's an oversupply of available homes to buy and low buyer demand. And who pays the commission in a real estate sale? Usually the seller pays the broker commission to the listing broker. The commission is paid to the listing broker when the sale is completed and the fee is deducted from the seller's sale proceeds. The listing broker then shares a portion of the commission, usually 50%, with the selling broker who represents the buyer. Therefore, in most sales, the buyer does not directly pay the selling broker. So if a sale transaction fails to close, does the realtor receive any compensation? The answer is no. The realtor is burdened with the risk of, after spending months, 
of their time as well as their own money on a transaction, they could end up with nothing, which is a huge loss. How do other professional services, how do other professional service providers structure their compensation agreements? Well, let's explore the contingency fee versus the retainer fee compensation models. So as an example, an attorney before taking on a case and formalizing a client relationship, they will analyze the odds of prevailing and receiving compensation for their services. If the attorney believes the case is challenging and there's a good chance they may not prevail, the attorney will require a retainer fee agreement to represent you. The retainer fee compensation is essentially a pay-as-you-go plan where you're required to pay an initial fee up front and periodic recurring retainer fee payments are paid until the case is settled. So with that plan, the attorney is paid regardless of the outcome of the lawsuit litigation. And so therefore, the retainer fee is a no-risk compensation plan for an attorney. Now, if the odds are winning or high, the attorney can agree to represent you on a contingency compensation plan. The contingency fee compensation is usually a large percentage of the monetary award. It can be as much as 25 to 50% or more of the amount you would receive if you win the lawsuit. There are usually no initial or recurring legal fees paid to the attorney by the client. If the lawsuit is won, the attorney is paid only when you prevail. If you don't win, the attorney is not paid. The contingency fee attorney compensation is a high-risk, high-reward plan, which is very similar to the real estate broker commission compensation model. And why might realtors be getting paid too much to sell a home? Well, let's look at that. The amount of the commission is a percentage of the final sold price. So as an example, if the total commission to sell a luxury home is 5% of $2 million, the total commission amount is $100,000. The listing broker and the selling broker each earned $50,000 when the commission is shared equally. Now, if the total commission to sell an entry-level condo is 5% of $300,000, the total commission amount is $15,000. The listing broker and selling broker each earn $7,500 when the commission is shared equally. Why should a broker receive over $42,000 more for doing the same or less work to complete the sale? I mean, did the seller or buyer receive an equivalent level of service to justify the broker commission compared to the services rendered in a lower-priced condo sale? Well, Leslie, these are fair questions to ask, and it's the basis for the position that a broker can be overcompensated for services rendered. And I can assure you that it takes the same amount of time and effort to sell a $300,000 condo as it does to sell a $2 million home. In fact, selling a condo is often more challenging as there are homeowners associations that must be investigated, and many condominium buyers are usually first-time buyers, they're stretching to get a loan, and they're marginally qualified for bank financing. Luxury home buyers are usually well-qualified for bank financing, and many of these buyers pay with all cash, and then there's no bank to complicate completing the sale, and nor is there a homeowners association. 
So if a broker is willing to accept 7500 for services rendered, why then should a broker need to be paid more for a sale just because the sale price is higher? Is there a more equitable compensation model to align with services rendered? Well, let's explore the flat fee versus commission compensation. There are some real estate brokers who have a flat fee compensation plan. The flat fee structure requires the seller to pay a specific amount for services rendered. The fee, can, the fee amount can vary depending on the level of service provided to sell the home. So as an example, the flat fee to the listing broker representing the seller to list the home on the MLS is $695, $695 plus 3% of the sales price to the selling broker representing the buyer. Or if the services provided differ, meaning that they're packaged in different ways, it could be $349 for the basic listing broker services plus the fee paid to the selling broker, or for the premium listing broker services, which would include more services, could be $699 plus the fee paid to the selling broker. The flat fee amount can vary depending on the sold price of the home. So as an example, there could be a flat listing fee of $4,000 for homes under $140,000, $6,000 for homes valued between $140,000 and $300,000, and $8,000 for homes above $300,000. Most real estate brokers offering only a commission compensation plan will characterize a broker that offers a flat fee plan as a discount broker. So is it fair to claim that this flat fee plan is a discount, as it's often called, or is it more accurate to claim the flat fee to be fair compensation for services rendered? Well, in my opinion, the value proposition depends on the broker and the client. Many brokers offering a flat fee plan provide limited services that are commensurate with their lower fees. And flat fee brokers have been around for a long time. And they provide access to the MLS for homeowners with limited resources or equity in their home to pay for the broker fees. We've talked about a few different ways brokers are paid. What other compensation plans are available? Well, let's explore the pay-as-you-go compensation model. If it is fair and reasonable for a retainer compensation plan to an attorney or an architect for professional services rendered, then why not compensate a real estate broker in the same way? So what if a home seller could save a substantial amount of money to sell their home if the listing broker was willing to charge less, but was paid for their time and costs on a periodic recurring basis until the home was sold or until the listing agreement expired? So as an example, if the home sells for 500,000, with a traditional 5% broker commission, the seller pays the listing broker $25,000 for services rendered. The listing broker shares 50% with the selling broker and retains $12,500 for representing the seller. So as a comparison, with a pay-as-you-go plan, the listing broker would receive a retainer fee of $5,000 upon signing the listing agreement with the seller. The seller agrees to pay the listing broker $1,000 per month until the house is sold or the listing expires. There is a cap on the total commission paid to the listing broker, 
a maximum of 2.5%, 2.5% of the list of the sales price, which equals 12,500. The selling broker representing the buyer receives the traditional 2.5% of the sales price, which is 12,500. So as an example, if the house sells and the sale is completed in three months, the total fee earned by the listing broker is $8,000. So that is the initial $5,000 upfront retainer fee. And then for three months of time, an additional $1,000 per month. So that makes $8,000. So instead of paying $12,500 as a commission to the listing broker, the seller would save $4,500 in broker fees uh, and pay the listing broker $8,000 to sell the house. So I really like this compensation model because the broker agrees to accept a lower fee in exchange for certainty, and the seller has the potential to save money. Another reason I like this model is the seller is sharing some of the risk by paying the broker during the marketing and the sale of their house. The pay-as-you-go plan will weed out the sellers who want to test the market with nothing to lose if the house doesn't sell under a traditional all-or-nothing commission plan. And remember, the seller has the ultimate control over the odds of the house selling. The seller sets the list price and has control over how the property is presented with cosmetic and repair improvements. If the seller is unwilling to set a fair asking price based on the condition of the home and current real estate market trend conditions, the house will not sell no matter what the broker does to market the home. So I personally and professionally would be willing to earn less than a full 2.5% commission amount in exchange for being compensated for my time, my effort, and my cost invested during the marketing of the house. I view the pay-as-you-go plan as a win-win for the broker and the seller. And there would be fewer homes on the market owned by unrealistic sellers testing the market and wasting the time of brokers and buyers. Okay. The public might not know this, but there is a pending litigation with the National Association of Realtors, also known as NAR, as the defendant. The plaintiffs, the plaintiffs allege that current NAR rules create artificially inflated commission rates and anti-competitiveness. The lawsuit claims that sellers pay inflated commissions because the selling broker commission, which is typically shared from the listing broker commissions, is baked into the final sale price of a home, causing the inflated price. Selling brokers have access to commission fees posted on the MLS, but the buyers do not. The other issue is allows selling brokers to steer clients to homes with better commissions. And NAR says the current system ensures greater access for first-time, low-income, and many other home buyers who otherwise could not afford a home. The plaintiffs want the sellers to stop paying selling broker commissions. Pete, in your opinion, if the plaintiffs win this case, how could it change how consumers buy and sell homes? Well, I hope the plaintiffs prevail, and here's why. It will force the real estate industry to use buyer representation agreements. A buyer rep agreement is the equivalent of a listing agreement used by sellers hiring a listing broker. There are built-in protections for a buyer which are integrated into a buyer rep agreement. 
and the buyer rep agreement confirms the compensation to the selling broker paid by the buyer. It also confirms when the buyer is obligated to pay compensation to their broker. If anyone other than the buyer compensates the broker for services covered in the buyer rep agreement, that amount would be credited towards the buyer obligation to pay compensation. The commission paid to the selling broker can be added to the amount financed in the loan, or the purchase agreement can be structured for the seller to credit the buyer an amount equiv equivalent to the selling broker commission that's stated in the buyer rep agreement. Well, this has been a really interesting topic. I don't think enough people talk about it, and I don't think consumers are fully aware of how us real estate agents get paid. So hopefully this was interesting information for everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Real Estate Pro Tips and Strategies. I'm Leslie Whitney. I'm with Pete Sabine. We are the five-star real estate team, and we know how to set the stage for your success. Call us to win with us at 925-297-5335. Discover more real estate pro tips. Find our podcast at fivestarrealestateteam.podbean.com. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. We hope you enjoy our real estate pro tips and strategies, and we encourage you to share our podcast with anyone you know who is looking to buy or sell a home. Be sure to like and subscribe, and if you're watching on YouTube, feel free to ring the bell next to the subscribe button so you won't miss a single episode. Thank you to our producer, Sam Lubman, with Painless Podcasts for making this podcast happen. I'm Leslie Whitney with Pete Sabine, and we are the five-star real estate team. Join us for our next episode of Real Estate Pro Tips and Strategies. Call or text 925-297-5335 to reach us with your questions and referrals or send an email to info at 5starrealestatepro.com.